rebuilding job. Energy. You know, glad to see you. Hello. Welcome into the Tottenham Depot. I'm your host, Andrew. little delayed start for us here today. We are getting to you on a Thursday rather than right after the uh, Spurs penalty win over Wolves in the Carabao Cup, but uh, better late than never. Uh, we're here to talk about a, a Carabao Cup victory that didn't really feel like one and preview the North London Derby coming up this weekend. Got a full house with us today. We've got Shuban, Scott, and Todd will be along as well. Todd is is ducking in between uh, work calls and, and dealing. We'll, we'll let him deal with that, but he'll be with us eventually as well. Uh, start with Shuban out there in London. Shubs, how's it going, man? I'm good. It's a little bit late here in London, so I'm a bit tired. So bear with me, guys. Well, we're, we're here to wake you up and talk Spurs and, and, and give you all the energy uh, that you may need. Hopefully, I don't know. There, there's there's not a lot of energy with anyone today, especially after watching what we watched yesterday. We've also got Scott with us from up there in Seattle. Scott, how's it going, my friend? Good, man. Glad to be here. I'm glad that I'm podcasting about Tottenham and not actually watching Tottenham. It's much more enjoyable. Yeah, it is. It is kind of funny how that works. Uh, watching the game, not as entertaining as just, I guess, bitching about it. Cause that's pretty much what we're going to do uh, at least for the next uh, 30 to 40 minutes here. Uh, as I said, Todd will be along with us. Uh, he is ducking in and out of work calls, but uh, a two, two and then a three, two advancement, I guess you call it on penalties for Spurs yesterday at Molyneux. Um, kind of a, kind of an interesting one because this really felt like it should have been a lot easier than it was. Spurs jump out to the 2-0 vic- to, to the 2-0 lead, uh give up the goal before halftime, give up the equalizer after halftime, take this thing all the way to penalties. Um Shuban, what did you make first? Let's start with the the lineup that that uh Nuno Espirito Santo threw out there for a midweek cup game against Wolves, who had, I, th- I believe, rotated nine players from their last match. It does seem like he swung the pendulum the other way. He's a lot more attacking, and I think it was a skip. Um, I think we had two, and we had got two ball progressors, or well, three, actually, obviously, Delhi as well, actually, and I think Brian Hill as well, and starting Kane. And um, it's a very, I mean, obviously, I suppose you can, oh, you can counter that with Tanganga, and Ben Davis, they're not as they're not as inclined to go forward as say Emerson Royal or Sergio Reguilon, but he is. I think he's still trying to figure out his best side, how he wants to play. So, I mean, I didn't have, I wasn't thinking, oh my god, what's he doing? But at the same time, it's it you know it's weird because you obviously you know you went from going away to Palace with three defence midfielders. And now going to, going to Molyneux, and where well, you can get a draw, you know, can only go to penalties as long as you don't lose. And only having one true DM, I must admit, I was happy not to see Harry Winks in the lineup. I don't think he was in the was he on the bench? Uh, yes, he was on the bench. But yeah, as long as no, Harry Winks, I take that. I take that back. He was not on the bench. I'm wrong about that. 
Harry Winks was left at home. So, and he said, you know, if a Winksless Spurs is a happy Spurs, just as Todd says, uh, any day you talk about Spurs, it's a good thing. Any day I don't see Harry Winks on the bench or in the lineup, it's a good, it's a good day as well for me. Scott, should, should it have been this hard against a, a Wolves midweek rotated side? I mean, this was, it looked good early and, you know, it was, it was a weird match because like, Tottenham were doing some things early on, but then it just kind of seemed like they switched off, right? Yeah, man. I mean, the best the best synopsis I can give for the match is that our A team scraped by and barely survived against their B team and lived to eventually get pummeled in some round in the cup in the future is really what happened yesterday. So I don't know, man. Obviously not a very hopeful take for me, but we just continue to play not good football. Um, and I think it's even more concerning to me that we do kind of play good football for like 15 minutes of every game and then just like totally lose control of what we're trying to do. Um, certainly we'll get into that, but, but I think yesterday is a perfect example of that, right? I, I, I think it's even more than 15 minutes though. I mean, this was, this was pretty good even right up until Wolves got their first goal, which came, um, yeah. you know, just, just minutes before halftime. I think it was the 38th well, minute. I don't mean to, to cut you off, but I guess I do, right? But I think what my I I hear what you're saying, but I kind of have this idea, and and this is a conversation from you know stemming from a one I had with my buddy Mort, so I got to give him quick credit for this idea. But I do you don't really have to give more credit that, for anything. Let's just be honest. Shit. Fuck Mort, he's an asshole. But I will say this: <laughs> Are we are we starting to accept? mediocrity and say that it's good football because of how bad things have been right so i don't know if things look that great i just think they look like pretty good and we've gotten to a point where like we're okay with that because we've been playing really poor football for almost two calendar years now right well i'd see i'm gonna push back on that too because i don't think we've been playing really poor football for two calendar years i think that this club has and this is going to get a little more macro than micro but this club has been through a lot, obviously, with injuries, with transfers, with managerial switches. I think if we're looking specifically at Nuno, we're still trying to figure him out. And we're still trying to, you know, people are going to use the, it took po- Pochettino six months to, 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 to really get going. Um, people are going to use the, and, and I even used this in our group chat yesterday, you know what? What Nuno did against Crystal Palace with that that starting eleven versus what he's done the last handful of matches, it's an improvement. But but what he did against Palace was was damn near a fireable offense. Starting, you know, that midfield. Um, I just to me, there's there's a big difference between saying this is a bad team and or a mediocre team even, and has been playing mediocre and trying to figure out what can be done to fix it rather i don't think anyone's accepting mediocrity i think it's just trying to figure out how this team can continually improve and performances like we saw yesterday at at molnu are ones that that are frustrating to watch because it's it's kind of follows the same pattern of you know it follows the same pattern that we saw uh, from from Mourinho teams last year of get a lead, blow a lead kind of yeah. thing. No, I, I don't I don't disagree. I think maybe what I'm trying to say is there was certainly a day where the expectation would be to go blow Wolves off their own pitch, like way off their own pitch, right? And now we're just like 
yeah, we, we outplayed them in the first half, but I don't know. It's just a fall from grace. But like you said, we all know why that was, right? It's not, it's no mystery as to why we've fallen from grace as rapidly as we have. And I, I'm coming off as very pessimistic and I, and I understand that. And I've said this before, but like, I was a blind optimist for 11 years and I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> like I just can't. Um, Shubon has heard me say all kinds of shit. We didn't sign players for three windows. I, I trust Luke Amos, baby. We're good. Trust me. We're good. Um, and look at where we are now. So we have fallen from grace and that's why I sound like a piece of shit right now, but I'll keep screaming. Come on, you Spurs for sure. Um, but I, I do, you know, I do think this is, we're going to get there. So sorry if I'm putting a car before a horse, but I, I do think a lot of this is on the manager. And I think that's where maybe I have some, some pessimistic concern as well. Right. Um, the, the inability to do anything in game to combat what's happening on the other side or our opponent's half is, is a little bit troubling. Right. I think now I, I know, he he reacted very poorly to Patrick Vera bringing their new striker on. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. Fantastic little player, actually. Um, but you know, I, yeah, thank you. And I also know that there was a red card, and we, you know, and and a penalty. So I definitely understand that. And then against Thomas Tuchel, he got completely outmanaged. But many people would get completely outmanaged by Thomas Tuchel, right? That's also not like a criminal offense, but there seems to be no concept of, of how to change what's happening on the pitch, you know, with his squad and he's learning a squad and I get that, but I just, I wanted him. So I have egg on my face, but I'm just not, not really convinced that we, that we have the right guy at the top right now. And I don't know how you guys feel about that, but. Chubon, jump in on this. I mean, it's been nine games for, for Nuno at, at you know, that's Spurs, and it's been, you know, nine games is still a fairly small sample size, but it's four victories three defeats, two draws, if you include yesterday with the, you know, you know, the two, two at full time. Um, I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, there are things that bother me. I mean, like the goal we can see against Wolves is identical to the goal we can see against Chelsea. Our inability to track runners, stop the path of runners. So that worries me a little bit. But I don't know. It's very, like I said, we've had three managers in three years and We've kind of, it wasn't actually four, if you think about when you had Ryan Mason's like tenure, and it does mirror what you kind of had really when when there was from Redknapp to AVB to Sherwood, you know, former player and and, and a coach, and then, you know, since they signed someone different. I'm not really ready to say, I don't don't think we were terrible yesterday. I think fundamentally, I think there are issues. One is a lack of fitness. I think that 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 was I think fundamentally I think that's the reason why we considered so many last minute goals in the last five ten minutes, as opposed to when we under Potch when we were scoring winners in the last five ten minutes, because our fitness levels just weren't there. And I think he is working on that. We are trying to get our fitness levels up. I mean, seeing Andombele complete ninety is a good thing, but we also saw that his first half performance was much better than his second half. But he, the only way he's going to be able to do that is by giving him more money spending matches and really pushing and pushing him to get there. Um, I don't know. I mean, do I have my doubts about, you know, Nuno Sanso? I don't know. I mean, like a friend of mine is a Valencia fan and he said, look, Valencia, were, you know, he was, he was basically good at Valencia until he wasn't. Then he couldn't figure out what to do kind of thing. 
And but that's not just dancing. Nuno didn't have that. I mean, look at Klopp. He was very good at Bayern Munich, not Bayern Munich, but Borussia Dortmund until he wasn't. And for love nor money, he just couldn't make it work. Great. So I'm. I don't know. I think we obviously we are back. You know, I mean. I wasn't there for the Chelsea game, but I was there for the post game, and you should hear someone on the like bitching and moaning. And I'm like, first of all, Chelsea are an exceptional side. I mean, I, I spoke about it on Four Stars. They could conceivably be the new, next Invincibles. They are that good. And now they've added a goal scorer in Lukaku. And I really think they could be that good because if you look at Chelsea, I mean, they went to ask Anfield and they um, didn't, you know, they held out. For a draw at Anfield, so I still think we're a work in progress. Um, I think Arsenal will tell us something, but I think then I think we have then we have an international break, don't we? Another international break, something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah mean, I think there, I think there's one more game after the Arsenal game, but um, maybe cool. we got, or actually there's two. But um, before we before we even get on to Arsenal though, like let's let's. Let's hammer down on on this match yesterday because there's some polarizing things. Well, some a polarizing player who who we need to talk about, and that's Ndombele. You brought him up, Shuban. I mean, Ndombele in the first half, really good, scores the goal. I thought was really good. That, that was like probably the the biggest pressing play I've ever seen Ndombele make since he joined Spurs. I mean, he was he was up in the face of defenders and forced the turnover. And really worked that goal himself, and was really good in all the ways that Ndombele is good. Really, in the first first half of that match, um, and until he wasn't, until he then, you know, was at fault for 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 one of the goals, and um, was just kind of wasn't really present at all in the second half. And and yeah, it's great that he played ninety minutes, but it would also kind of be great if he played ninety minutes like he played the first 45 minutes um, because he's been, and this is kind of a trend that we've seen with this guy, right? It's, it's really good. And then it tails off and that's not, I don't know. I'm to the point with Ndombele anymore where I don't know if it's a fitness thing. I don't know because we've heard that for a while, right? We've heard he just needs to build his fitness up. Then I'll be good. Well, are we going to continue to wait for that year after year and continue to say that, or are we going to eventually get to a point where it gets to be shit or get off the pot time and this guy needs to start actually playing? Or can we just accept that maybe he's a 50 to 60 minute player every week and then needs to be subbed off um, and then and bring Le Celso or Hoybier or someone, one of these other midfielders that can do something onto the pitch for him. I, I don't know where I'm at. Where are you guys at with that? Um, if you remember, it took Bale was it two and a half years to be on a winning side. It's quite you know how many games it. And it took it took what three different managers really get him to where he needed to be. And then sometimes you need that right combination of circumstance, everything else just coming together. You know, like the perfect storm kind of thing. And then it just goes from there. And I do think. In Domblay, we saw, I mean, we've got that. And we saw the talent he has, the way he turned the balance to the way he turned body. That was amazing. But, but, but for a player that costs as much as he does and for and for 
you know, yeah, a, but, a fan base oh, that is itching. I mean, are we are we going to be that patient that we're going to wait for a perfect storm? Oh God, no, Spurs being fans being patient. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But ultimately, here's the thing. Do you know what? Yeah, sometimes you have to. It's you know, it's like was it? Is it you know, you, things have to get worse. Things have to get better. That makes any sense. So we're going to have to put up with some very difficult and dumbly performances as he learns to build his body up to do 90 minutes because clearly he's not physically used to that. But the guy lasted 90 minutes and I didn't see him like, do you remember that? Was it, there's, a, there's, a picture, there's a video of him literally almost like he's running in treacle. I think this is actually ironically against Wolves, I think it was under Mourinho. It's a video. And he just looks so out of shape. I'm thinking, you're a professional athlete, you're a professional footballer. There's no way you should be like this. I think strides have been made. I think, you know, he's he's not going to get his moves. You know, very few people are because of just because of COVID. I think he's had to knuckle down. And I do think we will eventually see the better out of him. But I think, again, you know, we've got to, he's got to really push himself. That's how he's going to come from Dumbledore, I think. The only person that can, it won't be the right, it won't be because we can change the manager 10,000 times and it's not still not going to be the best of Ndombele. Ndombele will only get better if he really puts his mind to it. I don't think it's a coaching thing or anything. I think it is about him and his ability to really push it. Because I've, I've, I think Scotty, Scotty, he knows how much I like Pogba. I think Pogba is a fantastic player. And I actually saw one of his first matches in, in England when he came after, was it 2016? And I looked at him, I'm like, he was invisible. He was absolutely invisible. And he's been enigmatic as well. And I think, essentially, Ndombele is a low-rent Pogba. Yeah? Yeah. But he's honestly, capable. Yeah. Jump in, Scott. Hey, 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 sorry to cut you off, you all, but it's like, that's a perfect transition to what I wanted to say. And like, I, I'm just a little concerned that we spent that money on just like flicks and tricks and whatnot. And, and, it's great, but I look at, like, you look at when we played Chelsea, they brought Conte on. That dude just keeps his head down, works his ass off, recycles possession, wins the ball back. Like, just give me that. Like, I don't need – Kind of like Oliver Skip did when he came on? Exactly, man. Exactly. Like, I would mu- I would much prefer that in any midfielder that we're going to have on the field. Um, and at this point, Tongi needs to be maybe competing with Delhi if we, if, if we want to play him, but, like – you know, he, he he played okay yesterday, but he's certainly at fault for both goals. And like, I don't care what you do. Like, if you if you are if you are involved in conceding goals, like, I don't want you on the field. Um, I I don't know if you're a midfielder. Sorry, you know, of course people are going to be involved in conceding goals at soccer. But um, you know, my point is, I'm just I I don't care about all the things that excite people about Tonki because, and I'm not being like. I'm not being a pain in the ass. They're just not that important. Like you can win football games without the skills that Tongi and Nambele has. I want to bring Todd in because uh, we heard him jump in there a second ago. We haven't properly introduced the Todd father yet, but Todd is here. Todd's back with us. Uh, Todd was the most fired up and, and kind of actually the reason that we didn't do a pod last night. And I want to give him the floor to, to, to say why, because uh, I think, I think Todd, you were just what, two angry to pod last night i don't i don't want to say i don't want to say angry but yeah dude i was angry um (laughs) (laughs) uh, i was very i was very unhappy um at the end of that match i I literally texted the the chat and i said you you ever win a game and and feel like you you 
almost be happier if you lost it. Because that's, you know, that, that's essentially the feeling that I felt when, when you watch that match, to be up the two goals that we were up, to give up the two goals that we gave up, and then to win in the fucking shambolic fashion that we ended up pulling out that nonsense. And then for the net result to be, congratulations, you fiddle-fucked away your way through to the next round, and now your fan base gets to care about the fucking Carabao Cup for another six weeks. This is such horseshit. <laughs> I, I, I fucking get yeah. drugged through the absolute mud when it comes to having a conversation about what Spurs are as a football team and what their goals should be. Win trophies, top four, you know, top six. Are we a truly a big club? All this fucking rhetoric. I just want us to win meaningful games. And I want them to win in a way that we can be proud of. And man, that was not something to be proud of yesterday. Don't you almost wish that Spurs had been drawn against Man City in the next round rather than Burnley, so they can just take their four nil ass kicking like 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 champs? And instead oh no, of, dude, I want instead of guys to go to turf more in the middle of October. Yeah, instead of instead of instead lose. of the way instead of the way they're going to pussyfoot their way to another you know penalty victory against against Burnley and then get to the next round and add another midweek game. Like, doesn't this you know doesn't this just add more complexity to the whole the whole thing? Chris Wood, 92nd minute winner up there exactly. in Turf Morris, right? And it's all because we can't fucking progress the ball to save our lives. Or de- de- defend a fucking corner. Exactly. Totally. And that's been the entire existence of Tottenham, probably. That's just, <laughs> I don't know. We just kind of write that off, I guess, at this point. But but ultimately, I could not agree more with Todd. And it's like I said at the beginning of the episode. Literally yesterday, I, t- I said earlier, Todd, our A team got beat. Or, sorry. Our A team scraped by against Wolves' B team in order to get beat at turf more essentially is like what happened yesterday, you know? And it's just, it's embarrassing. And it's just, it's that I think for me, why I agree so much with Todd and why I'm equally as frustrated is we are, we are back to where we were like pre Martin Yole and we're playing terrible football along the way. Like it's, it's, it's from a, two, a couple different angles here. And like, I, again, I sound so pessimistic and that's because like I said, my 11 years of blindfolded optimism are just like shot. I can't do it anymore. And like, I'm, I'm very concerned that we are going to be a pretty mediocre football team for a little while. Right. It's reductive football. It's yeah, it's bad, man. Like for the next four or five, six years, I don't expect European qualification. Like I, I just, our problems run too deep right now and they're on and off the field. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Fuck it, man. Come on. You Spurs forever, but fuck. But before we move on to talking about what we really want to talk about, which is what comes up this weekend, let's close the book on Wolves. And I do want to just briefly mention two good things that happened in this match. And that was a Deli Alley assisted goal to Harry Kane, which was pretty fucking great. And that's like something that needs to happen more often. The other one is Brian Heal, and I thought Brian Heal was really, really good in this match. Um, and I'm wondering if Brian Heal needs more, more action, basically more Premier League action, especially 
with um, uncertainty right now surrounding both Lucas Mora and Steven Bergvine is Brian Hill. I mean, I know he's 20 and I know he's young and inexperienced in the Premier League, but this is still a guy who has multiple seasons of top flight football. And I know everyone's going to say, oh, it's it's La Liga. It's not, you know, but like this guy has played top level football and I know he's young, but it's not like throwing Dane Scarlett out there who, no, you know, is is, a, is is only what a year younger than him, but has not doesn't have the experience. Brian Hill, I think, and I also think this is the way you learn is that you get thrown into the fire a little bit. I'm ready to you see Brian Hill kind of take over and 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 grab one of these these wing spots by the balls and and run with it. So the the question for me, Andrew, I absolutely agree with you. The question for me on this is which one. Right is do you push the best left winger in the Premier League to the right because you've got a kid that you're trying to bet in and he's more comfortable on the left, or do you push Brian Heelat to the right and let Sun do what Sun does on the left and uh, and hope for the best? I don't fucking know. Well, to be fair, we saw Sun come on 62nd minute yesterday for Giovanni Lacelso, so both of them were on the pitch at the same time yesterday. Um, now, granted. It's not like Spurs scored many goals from the 60-second minute on yesterday, but we did at least see them play together for about half an hour uh, on the pitch yesterday with Harry Kane up top. So that is something. Maybe that's a preview of what we see this weekend. I don't know, but it is, I think, something to dream on and something to hope for um, and something something to look forward to. Before we close the book on Wolves, and you guys may have mentioned this before I hopped on, <clears throat> I also want to shout out the penalties that were actually taken and made. Oh, that, that, that's actually – I'm glad you said that because I was going to let you have your say on the penalties as well. Okay. Well, thank you very much. So first things first is that um, whenever we get into a penalty shootout, I always watch it on mute because I don't need to hear what those dumbasses have to say. <laughs> it's going to impact absolutely nothing. So I watch it on mute. And what I would say is Golini's fucking terrible. But what I would also say is that uh, that first shot where he guessed the right way, had his hands in the right position, and still wasn't able to block it, I almost threw something at my fucking television. Anyway, um, that was the the one. Bellini's a god. What are we talking about here? (laughs) That was the one moment, TC, that was the one moment of the match where I actually showed emotion watching it. Because... The rest of the time, I didn't really give a shit. But when when Galini allowed that goal, I yelled, "You fucker! You have to stop that!" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what is he like?" That was that actually pissed me off watching that. Thank you. My my exact quote was, "Fuck you! Were worthless." Um. <laughs> anyhow, uh, the Kane goal. Like I'm watching this. The Kane goal. He steps up. And literally says with that goal, I'm the best in the world at this. Yes. Like the the placement, the power, the pace, the run up, unstoppable. The Reggie goal. The Reggie PK was my favorite PK out of all of them. Brian's was nice, but and his celebration was the best. But Reggie's top bins and then turning flex on him was pretty money. I was a big fan. Then everything went to shit, and all of a sudden, we remembered that we were about to win a game and decided, nah, we're Spurs. Let's make this fucking interesting. And all of a sudden, we couldn't figure shit out. PEH's penalty kick, as much as I love my Viking, I do not slate him, 
it just let me know that of all of the things that he does well, PKs are not one of them. Well, shoot, and yeah, shoot, finishing, shooting in general, I don't think is one of them. He scored a couple of goals. I'm not, and he shoots from people in, in the process. I'm not hating on Peh in any other uh, capacity than the fact that that was one of the sorriest penalties that I've ever seen taken, <laughs> and the like little willful hop at the end of it, just like it's not, it wasn't that shit. It was still shit. Um, from from, from that point forward, it was just that was really the moment where Andrew, I, I just kind of looked at it and said, I don't. We should yeah. probably go out now. We should probably yeah. be done here. <laughs> well, Burnley, October 26th is what we have to look forward to uh, at Turf Moor. And that's actually not a midweek game. That is a Sunday. Um, so I don't know how that works out, but that must be a um, – or no, I'm sorry. It's a Tuesday. I'm looking at the wrong thing. It is a midweek game. And it comes two days after a Sunday game against West Ham. So uh, that'll be good. Perfect. You know, that'll be that'll be, that'll be be perfect. Go away to West Ham on a Sunday and then away to, to Burnley. Um, only to turn around and play Manchester United the following Saturday. So uh, all good stuff all around there. Uh, another quick turnaround for us. We, 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 got, we got Arsenal to talk about. We'll do that. We'll do it right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Tottenham Depot, Andrew, Shuban, Scott, and Todd all along, and it's the one that we don't really ever want to talk to talk about and, and lead up to, but we're going to do it. Uh, North London Derby this Sunday at the Emirates. Uh, how are, are we, is everyone keeping down their Cocoa Puffs so far? Are we vomiting yet? Are we, you know, what, what are we feeling right now heading into to Sunday? I, for one... I feel like there's so much going on this weekend that to, to, to sit on Sunday morning and turn my attention to this game is going to take a lot for me. I'm, I'm going to be wanting to pay attention to NFL and Ryder Cup and a lot of other things going on in the world, especially the Ryder Cup. But I'm going to sit down and watch this match at the pub on Sunday morning and feel just nauseous the entire time. Yeah, well, you're not alone. Chuban, what do you think about this match? I'm just wondering who the hell Miller's going to piss off. You know, somewhere. I think he's going to turn up to, <laughs> just to piss someone off, I think. but <laughs> He gave know. special it's instructions to LaCelso, I'm sure. No, Lamella is yeah. one of those fans that just rushes the field and, like during the play and, and you know, <laughs> takes a header off a corner. Probably like, <laughs> like that. Uh, it's, it's so <laughs> weird. I mean, it's because obviously I'm going to be in, obviously, obviously I live here, so. Um, North London might be a little bit more tenser, but it's weird because it's like the battle of the squeakers. I mean, you had, was it, Arsenal squeak to their first win a few weeks ago against, against Norwich? Mm-hmm. Really wasn't really much of a of a win, really. Didn't they, did they draw or win last week? They they beat they beat Burnley 1-0 as well. So, 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 so they're, they're basically, they're basically we did, basically. You know, the mirror image, really. They, they, got, they were ham- getting hammered first three games and now they're squeaking by yep. and we're doing the opposite. We squeaked by the first three games and now we're getting hammered. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen on Sunday. I dread to think. 
But um, no, I mean, I, I think it'll be an interesting game. And, you know, you've got two managers who are basically, ironically, fighting for their lives a little bit, I think. And so I think it's going to be a really boring, dull draw because you've got neither manager that really wants to, really wants to lose this game. And yeah, you know, I, I bet you if they could, if they could, they could they'll probably do like an Austria Germany or something where they basically just literally just pass it amongst themselves very slowly or something <laughs> and just do nothing because neither team really wants to lose. Is Nuno is Nuno fighting for his managerial life right now? Well, it does it does, it does feel like that. I mean, like it feels like if you've gone from a person who was basically he was manager of the month, and I told everyone by the way, you know that manager of the month award is cursed. You know what I mean, if you're going to lose the next game, which they which we did. And now it's like, oh, I always told you Nuno was rubbish. He's a low rent Mourinho. And he's all, it's like, shut up. Ultimately, I think it will be, I think you've got two managers that don't want to lose. But I, I think they're both, they're not sure how to win this game, if that makes any sense. I don't think either manager really knows how to win this game. But they're I also, don't, sorry. I just don't know where the goals are going to come from, Scotty. 100%. That's, that's, a great a great transition into, into the point I wanted to make is that I am less confident going into this derby than I've ever been against Arsenal, you know, since since like Pochettino's probably first or maybe second season, right? Um, That's so interesting because this is such a terrible Arsenal team. Dude, but we're such we're a terrible Tottenham team right like, now. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. Like, we are bad. And I think my concern is that – like and I'm I'm not bringing up Mourinho for the reason of that, but I'm making comparison here. Like even as dire as things were under him, he knew how to find goals, and like he was using two people to do it, but he knew how to do it. One went down injured for a while, as he does every season, and things kind of crumbled, right? And it's Mourinho's fault for depending on, you know, a route one approach to score goals, and not a true like route one in the football sense, but having you know a singular approach to scoring goals. But under Nuno, we don't even have that. I mean, we. I'm not exaggerating, man. I've met, I, I cannot think of a team that I've seen that's worse at progressing the ball forward. It's like just scary, man. And so I, I'm not confident, no, at all. Um, and it, it, I'm, the more I talk and think about this, I'm just, it's evident to me that I just have no trust in our manager at all. Um, so I don't know, man. Fuck. Spur, Spurs have not won a match at the Emirates in the Premier League since November of 2010. Mm-hmm. So we can't just, expect to get one right now. I just looked um, that up. Yeah. And I think he is fighting for his life. Like if we get if we get played off the pitch by Arsenal, people will com- call for him to be sacked. Like no question about it, right? Um it's and again, I I, I come off I, I know I'm coming off as as you know dramatic here, but I just I really feel strongly that we are playing some of the worst football I've seen in a very long time from anyone in the Premier League. That's a that's a bit hyperbole. We're playing I mean, well, shit well, football. Relative to the talent you have, relative to the talent on this squad. Well, that's a is, bit of a qualifier, is it not? I I mean, I don't know. It's still relevant. Sure, it probably is a qualifier, but but I definitely think it is relevant to say that there's never been a team probably underperforming with the talent that it has like we are. And we just – that has to be on the manager, I guess, right? Um Right, or, or, or or it's or it's this is his tenth game in charge coming up, and he's oh. had a lot of injuries and transfer stuff, and you know, 
I, I don't know, a lot of lot of shit going on. I mean, like, I, I, I look, I want to criticize the manager as much as the next guy. I do. But I also need to, I guess, look, when, when, when Nuno was hired, no one really wanted him. We'll be honest. We, we all, he was the, you know, the eighth choice or the 10th choice or whatever. But if this is the guy, this is the guy for now. And I don't, I even push back to, to, to say that his, his job is in jeopardy. I mean, look, if they go out and lose this game five nil, maybe his job is in jeopardy then, but I don't see Arsenal. This is not a good Arsenal team. I mean, yeah, they've been in some better form of late. They, you know, they look, they've won two. I'll remind everyone. They've won two Carabao cup matches where Spurs have only had to win one because they had to go in around earlier because those assholes aren't even in Europe. Um, they, 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 they won two care about cup matches and they beat Burnley and Norwich one nil each. The other games that they've played so far this season, um, you know, Man City five nil loss, Chelsea two nil loss. And we go back to that Brentford match to open the season two nil loss. So this is not a team that has piled up the results. The results they've piled up are against AFC Wimbledon, uh, West Brom, Burnley and Norwich. I mean, this is not a good team. Um, mm-hmm. I, no, they're dog shit. They're, they're, they're not good. And look, I know you say form goes out the window in a, in a derby like this, but Spurs can go out and take this match to Arsenal and can, can, can play a team like they did in the first half against Chelsea and be progressive with the football and go after it. And guess what? If they do that, they're not facing Chelsea this time. They're facing Arsenal. They could probably take a 2 or 3-0 no lead in the first half and then, you know, sit on the football in the second half and deflate it and 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 give themselves a, a a a merry trip to the emirates like that would be great whether or not they actually do that that's where it comes down to the manager the decision to what team do i play here what team do i start in this position is it player selection though i, I mean and that's the only reason why i ask that is because you're looking at the names on the team seat, team sheets, Andrew, and they're they're not changing. Like it's still Harry Kane, it's still Young Min Son. Where the fuck are the goals? Mm-hmm. That, and that's that's my biggest thing. Is like, I, I, they, their midfield can be great, right? Party, it'll be Partey and Jaka in a in a double pivot probably. But I'm not confident that we can compete with them in the midfield right now. And, and this all goes back to the midfield is just shambolic. And it, that's it, the problem. It definitely, it definitely goes back here. to the, it definitely goes back to the midfield. You're right. And look, Sun and Kane have not been to form. Kane did score a goal in in, in the midweek, and Sun is still getting himself back up with injury. It does come down to the midfield. You're right. And if you start that midfield with the good players instead of the bad players on Tottenham, it can be as good as it looked in the first half against Chelsea, I think. I mean, it can, but I think, I think, you know, even if we take a lead with, you know, with said midfield, we still have to make adjustments in order to defend that lead. I feel pretty strongly about I don't you you're 100 percent right it's and i don't i'm not confident in our ability to make the right adjustments right now and, and that's based on personnel and the manager's decisions both i i i agree with you to an extent but if you if you want to bring someone off the bench just to counter and l- listen you you don't have to counter in golo kante in this match you know that arsenal don't have in golo kante 
But um, do you think that they're going to start Odegaard, or do you think he's going to come off the bench? Because that's somebody you actually do have to account for. Do you think well, that they're going to start Lacazette and Aubameyang? Because one of those asshats coming off the bench is somebody you have to fucking account for. Like well, They still have people going forward. If our defense in midfield look like monkeys fucking footballs again, we're going to get scored on. And that exactly, man. Like that, if they if they deploy anyone who will press high, and if you look at Chelsea, Tuchel brought Conte on, and Conte was not playing as a CDM. He was pressed high, and he was pressing the shit out of us, and he fucking destroyed us. We were like children, man. And if they have anyone pressing us like that, we're in trouble. Like again, I sound like a fucking douchebag, but like they're bad, we're bad, and they have a they have a better route to, I guess, deploying our shitness to a degree that we might not have right now. And that's well, my concern. Then, then, then start Hoybeer and Skip as a, as a, you know, two holding midfielders who will sit in front of defenders, who will sit in front of Dyer and Romero and pack it in and try and hit them on the counter. Like that's, that's what you're going to get, but you're not going to get progressive offensive football. If you do that. Mm-hmm. I, we could actually, I, mean, I don't, I think Skip, and Hoiberg, they're not the traditional like playmakers that we think of in that position, but they're they're not like traditional stoppers in midfield. They can progress the ball. Will they do it with the same volume and but yeah, they don't they don't do both. They don't do both. They don't do both. But I think I mean Hoiberg, we saw at the Denmark can pass the ball, he can progress the ball. Skip yeah, but he's not he's not playing for Denmark though. He's playing for no, but I'm saying is the lanes are different. Too. Like the passing lanes are different in, yeah. in the Nuno offense. Yeah. Like it's weird. You almost saw in Wolves yesterday what this offense should do, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, as as Nuno's had players for three or four years, like spirit lives seeing, on there, right? Exactly. It truly, truly does. And so, like you can kind of see the framework of what he wants to occur. I just don't. I look around our side, and this sounds fucking weird to say. I'm sorry, but I don't see a Daniel Pedence. I don't see a Jean Matinho. Like mm-hmm. these are misses for us. They yep. make a difference. Yep. Well, and I and I think I I think part of part of it for me too is that, and I don't I don't mean to just to bring up the the Nuno conversation again, but I I think for him this is a pivotal moment because this this opportunity at Spurs is supposed to be the one that like elevates him to the next level, right? But if if I look at 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 I disagree oh. with that right off the bat. All right. Well, you can get to that in, in the second as to why, but you might not agree. You might not feel that way after I get through this, right? Like, I'm and I'm going through his career so far. His first season at Rio, I finished sixth. Second season, eleventh. Somehow got the Valencia job after that. Finishing eleventh in Portugal is like not an achievement, right? Then he gets the Valencia job, finishes fourth. That's good. Next season, gets sacked mid-season. I don't even know where they were. Then he goes to Porto, gets second. That's good. Does win the championship at Wolves the next season. That's that's cool. Um, and then go seventh, seventh, thirteenth in the Premier League, and then here we are. So like I just I don't I don't even really know what he's done to to. And again, I I was like not unhappy with the hire. I have egg all over my face here, but like I just don't know what he's done in order to 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 even necessarily warrant the opportunity. And and I think he really needs to get it going quickly for because of that. Leading up to my point, like this, this really should be the 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 elevated move for him, but I just don't see what's led to him even getting that opportunity. And because of that, 
if he's in trouble, if we're losing, if we're playing this terrible, abysmal football we're playing, and then you look at what he's done, you might be like, oh, shit, maybe we don't have that great of a manager, right? And that's, uh, again, that's my compounding concern with Nuno. I, I think you made the point I was going to make in the second part of, of, of what you were saying. This guy belly flopped into this position. He was the eighth, exactly. ninth, tenth choice. So, yeah. no, this isn't a progression for him. This is a how the fuck did he even get here? Type no, of but I'm saying this this should have been the opportunity where he came in and said, okay, I finally have a talented squad. I finally have all the pieces, you know, at a club that is has a no, larger... But in, instead know, he's whatever. coming in... Instead, he's coming in in his first press conference and saying how talented we are and how we don't really need to, to change that much, which is what we hear from managers constantly at Tottenham Hotspur because they get injected with this Enoch pill when they come in here and they get told, no, what we have is good enough. And they get told to, to, to make do mm-hmm. with what, what is there. That's the problem. And, yeah. and, and this guy, look, all those stops you mentioned, like, I'm sorry, isn't Porto supposed to win the league every year? Like, exactly. he's not even doing that. And yeah. Uh, look, I actually think he kind of got a raw deal at Wolves. Like he finished seventh with Wolves in consecutive seasons after winning the championship and getting them promoted, and then suffers all the injuries he did last year. Finishes thirteenth and gets shit canned. Like that's kind of you know he quit actually. Well, he, it was a no. okay, 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 okay. Hold on, it was a mutual parting of ways after he had been there sure. for forever, and yeah. he busted his ass and literally hit his ceiling. No, you're right. he, he was sacked. You're, you're right. You're right. He, I'm sure he was sacked. Right. He did an amazing okay. job. Yeah. He did, Wolves and I and I think he kind of got a raw deal there in, he, in well, being told yes and no. But, but, but let's play let's play it out. Being shown the door, like we're not going to pay you more money. You just fucking went down, so you don't have any place to go from here. You're about to lose or have lost all of the players that are worth the shit on this squad, um, or continue to see them sold off year over year over year. Let's part ways. You will get a top six job. We're able to stay in the Premier League and rebuild. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what he did. Well, I, tr- no. I truly, I truly feel again, it was mutual. But again, he, he he backed his ass up into this job that he has now. And yeah, that's, not, it, it, that's not me as a Spurs fan saying we are better than a guy like Nuno Espirito Santo. I'm not trying to make that that point i'm I'm not saying yeah, I, that we should only have the jose Mourinho, antonio conte mauricio pochettino levels of 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 managers at this club i'm not trying to say that but nuno espiritu santo he, he he belly flopped into this position he was the 10th choice like let's be honest this isn't a progression I mean, for him is my point no this no. is this it, is, it, it this is like holy shit he got this job no, no, him. no, no, no. He Let's didn't win the fucking lottery. He didn't win the lottery. No, I, 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 this was the type of hire that you see. It's a stopgap hire. To call it anything other than that from the club's position is Yes. 100%. Now, from a Nuno position, this is a big fat step up. You're mm-hmm. going to be able to go, uh, you know, I, I was, I was a top six manager, right? So now when he gets canned from this position, he'll be able to go to, I don't know, a different league potentially and be able to manage one of the top sides. Because he has big club experience and he's been in la da 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 Doesn't matter. All that matters right now is every weekend when we turn on our televisions or if you're uh, on the other side uh, of the Atlantic Ocean, when you turn up to the game, we're watching terrible fucking football with a cocker on their chest and it's making us sad. And we don't understand what to do because less than five years ago, we saw these same players playing magical inspired football. And it doesn't fucking compute to us. And I, I don't, 
I don't know that there's any more that you can say about the job that Nuno has or hasn't done other than the fact that this machine was fucking broken when he got here and it's not that much better now than it was when he showed up. Maybe part of that problem is that five years ago you saw the same players. <laughs> Period. Yeah, I mean, some of it. I, when honestly, three of those same players, I'm sorry, Scott, when three of those same players are Youngman's son, Harry Kane, and Deli Alley, and, and a fourth is Yuval Reese, we're good. Well, and to Todd's point, what I was going to say is, like, I'm not even joking. I think the best thing we can hope for is PSG continuing to not play that great of football, and I know they're <laughs> top of the league right now. I'm serious. Like, I, No, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because back. you're right. Uh, Something about Tottenham being the fucked up organization, this stupid organization that it is, and Mauricio Pochettino, not he's not fucked up or stupid. He's an amazing person, but he's a strange dude. They just like they seem to match. Like and we just need something that guy about back. there's also something about Pochettino going to PSG, having the team he has and and failing to actually accomplish what they want to accomplish. Like there's mm-hmm. something there's something to that too. Look, the one thing I think we can say about for for as much as we want to and we'll continue to have this conversation throughout the throughout the weeks and, and, and the games that come up. The the Nuno Espirito Santo conversation will go on. I think the one thing we can say about him is he's at least a better manager than Mikel uh, Arteta. Like like yes, Arteta Arteta's not good. Ar- Arsenal are not good. We're gonna have a chance to go watch Spurs on Sunday. Hopefully, hopefully take it to Arsenal and we'll do our best to not throw up. In, in the lead up because that's all I ever want to do leading up to an Arsenal match and during it is just vomit everywhere projectile vomit um, because that's the way this game makes me feel all the time uh, I'm always nervous about it and I always hate watching it well if it helps I think Akron Spurs going to have their um, sexiest um, club OSC in a higher competition this weekend because I think they're going to try and get together try and watch the game and there's a big contest of who gets to who gets to hold the viewing party do you know in to be totally fair it's one of those games where you, you never enjoy north island derby unless you're absolutely caning the crap out of one of the other one's kind of crap out of the other you don't right. really enjoy it um all i know is this i look at arsenal's team and i'm thinking well who would i really want from that that team who would i think oh my god and You've got a Bamier who can be good, but he's what yes. 32 now, and he's not really. I think he, yeah, I think his contract's ending. I don't think he's really giving a shit. The Gabonese Darren Bent. Yeah, you've got Lacazette, who again his contract's finishing, and again I don't think he gives a shit personally. Uh, it's not, it's not say a World Cup year, well, it is a World Cup year next year, but I don't think he really gives a shit. So you've got, you've got two players up front that don't really give a shit. You've got. A goalkeeper who's okay but not really I mean I don't know I mean, for me this should be like fill your boots time because what well, Arsenal were was it let's say we'd done all right Arsenal near the bottom of the table you think oh forget who they are they're near the bottom of the table they're squeaking wins out they've been hammered quite a few times this is the thing we should win but because it's Arsenal suddenly it becomes oh could be a bit could be a bit tasty this one could be a little bit oh a bit, a bit, a little bit this little bit do you know what I mean that's that sounds like something on the fast show. But it's for me, I'm gonna go out there and think, you know what? We've got Harry Kane who is getting goals, no on the league, but he is scoring. If we can get him to say, look, do you know what? Stay up front. You've got Ben White, 
uh, who's the other guy? Gabrielle? Who's the other guy? They're, they're all trash back there. Everybody else, I don't even know if Gabrielle's back yet. Whoever, whoever they have, yeah, whoever they have back there, Rob Holding, I think. Akaya is, still back is the there one player that I would want. For yeah, he's, he's, he's the only player that I look at. Think, oh my god, he's someone that's decent. Who'd you say, Saka? Yeah, Saka yeah, and Martinelli are the only two that I would even give the time of day to. And Martinelli isn't particularly having a great season this year. I, I would be telling Harry Kane, you know what? You just stay up front. Stay up front. We're going to have. We've got a midfield sorted. We've got two, you know, two really, you know, road warriors or something in midfield. And their job is to be simple. They can try and get the ball to either Ndombele or Lo Celso or to Delhi, And they can try and give it to Sonny or to Gil. You just stay up front. Just stay up front. Don't drop into midfield. Just stay the hell up front. Okay? And just get those goals. Because I, I'm, I'm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for us to win 3 1. Because I really do think that I like that. If, if Harry Kane, you can say he's got. I think I think what Andrew spoke about having either the, the yips with his golf or something, and yeah, maybe he, just maybe he, yeah, maybe he broke that uh, with the goal yesterday. Who knows? So yeah, so yeah, and hopefully, like I said, hopefully, you know what? If you can't show some passion and fire against the Arsenal, then you you might as well just go. You might as well just fuck off in in January. Do you know what I mean? Over uh, under and, two red cards in this match. Under. Under two. Okay. Yeah. But that's a really easy under. Like, I mean, you say that, but this game is also uh, starting Granite Xhaka and a uh, host of other characters. Yeah, but it's not starting are, Eric Lamella. So. No, but it is starting Davidson Sanchez. So I, 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 mean, I, I tell you what, it better fucking not be after the way he played yesterday. Uh, he was he was he was, a, he was a little poor, but you know what? I, I like Romero. I thought Romero was decent. Then Romero is Davison Sanchez has reverted back into being Davison Sanchez. The, the, the it's he's turned into a pumpkin, and that showed yesterday a lot. Not a fan of that. I like the idea of Romero against um, Aubameyang. I just like Romero kicking lumps out of Aubameyang, and Aubameyang just going down like some bitch. That would be fine by me. By the way, uh, Arsenal not really at the bottom of the table as we might want to think. As I mentioned, they have won two games. Uh, They are three points back from Tottenham. Let's remember. Uh, A a victory for Arsenal puts them level on points. So they're closer to Tottenham than they are the relegation zone right now. Um, It's it's just important to remember that this is not, you know... (laughs) This is not the arsenal that it was the first three weeks of the season. We're we're now five games in, and this will be number six. So, something to just take note of and be careful of uh, for sure. But that said, they are trash. We should thrash them three one. I agree. Uh, and let's go do that. Uh, this has been a fun one, guys. Um, I I don't know what to say other than try to hold your stomachs and let's get through Sunday, and we'll talk then. Um, this has been. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask one question because you because it's a very early game or something. Is it like it's eight o'clock in the morning for you guys? Mm-hmm. Is it easier to deal with because you like you obviously you can get up at six, seven or something, and you've only got yeah, like an hour or something to deal with it's it. Way, it's Whereas, way easier. So, I will I will answer that question thusly, Shoes. Um, the rough North London derbies are the four thirty a.m. ones. Because the harp doesn't start serving beer until six a.m. Yep. the eight o'clock ones are fine. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, obviously, we've got we've got the whole day. I mean, obviously, me and England, we've got the whole day of drinking to go 
before we start the game. <laughs> so therefore, I'm just wondering for you guys, is it easier because you've only got an hour or something of drinking before like get into the game, or is it harder because you think, oh my god, I've only got an hour of drinking before I start the game? Totally. It certainly ruins a Sunday. It, I, well, at least it has for me in the past. I can remember a couple of years ago at the Emirates 4-2 drubbing. We got we got just shredded. And I was super confident going into that game. It was early in the season, and we got smoked, and it wasn't close. And it just absolutely – I felt like Eeyore with just a cloud, rain cloud over my head for the rest of the weekend. That was oh. that was the game too where they took the lead that like Arsenal had an early lead I think on a I think it was a penalty by Aubameyang but then Spurs came back with two goals before halftime and they took a 2-1 lead at a half and then gave and up that was, three in the second half. Yep. This is gnarly business. I think that was was that the was that the Eric Dyer shush game? It very well it very well could have been. I think it might have been. <sighs> I think that's Anyways. right. Well, boys, this has been fun. Uh, we will be back with you listeners on Sunday to talk about whatever the hell goes on uh, in 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 North London in at the Emirates. And it's it's I just I don't even know how to I get so amped, but also so nervous and vomiting. It's going to be quiet. Just, we know that it's, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, Todd is at TC underscore Kasho. You can follow Scott at DSM Spurs. Follow Shuban at The Real Shuban. You can follow me at a Stedka. Follow us at Tottenham Depot. Be sure to rate, review, drop us a line on the Bird app. We will be sure to get back to you. Uh, and, you know, for, for, for those who, who want to make a prediction, send us that, whatever you want. But uh, uh, be sure to, to, to drop us a line and, and let us know what you want to hear about after Sunday as well. Uh, until Sunday, for Todd, for, for Scott, for Shuban, I'm your host, Andrew. As always, Come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot. Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club, and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot. And as always, come on, you Spurs.